welcome to the Irish Writers Podcast. This week I met with writer Katrina Lally, whose debut novel Eggshells is published by Liberties Press. Eggshells tells the story of Vivian Lawler, who believes she's a changeling and was left by the fairies on Earth, replacing her parents' healthy human child. Now as an adult, she's trying to get back to the other world, a place that she can finally belong. However, she's having a bit of difficulty with this, and trying to get back takes her all over Dublin where she encounters all different types of people and has a little difficulty dealing with the humans in her life. This book was really, really well received. Uh, It has been shortlisted for the Sunday Independent Newcomer of the Year, the Irish Book Awards in 2015. It was shortlisted for the Kate O'Brien Award in 2016. The Guardian called it inventive, funny and ultimately rather moving. And it has a great write-up in the Irish Times as well. It's currently four stars on Goodreads as well. So I was really excited to meet with Katrina and talk about how the book came about, um, what her challenges were and how she's actually getting on with her follow-up, her next novel. So yeah, today I'm here with uh, Katrina Lally, whose novel Eggshells is out and available to purchase. Um, she's going to talk to us a little bit about the experience. So welcome. Thanks, so lovely to be here. Um, I read a bit of the reported on your novel, which is very, very positive. You must be happy to see oh, those, yeah. those four or five star reviews all over the place. <laughs> yeah. um, but it really struck me, and we, we actually talked about it on the podcast before, it struck me that the sense of place was really central, that it's a, a novel very much set in Dublin. And I, I just wanted to ask a few questions about that, about um, whether a sense of place is your anchor. Is that where you start? Yeah, I think place and voice for okay. me are the two big things. Um, the novel isn't that heavily plotted. Like mm-hmm. I'm not massively into reading or writing plotted mm-hmm. novels. So the, it started with the voice and this kind of character who doesn't belong. Um, it's about this character, Vivian, who believes she's a changeling. And she's wandering around Dublin looking for this place she will belong, like a portal to the other world. So the place was hugely important. Like she's literally walking the streets of Dublin, looking and seeking and looking at every detail and building and street name. Um, so I think yeah, voice and place were the big okay. things. Um, to create that sense of place, was it very much the detail that you used, or yeah. you know, what do you look for when you're creating a sense of place? Yeah, it was the detail. Like it started for me with the street signs, and just before I even thought about writing a novel, I just noticed these Dublin street signs with the letters. Some of the letters blew out, okay. and they spelled other words, and I kind of started taking them down in a notebook and yeah. wondering why they were blued out and what could they mean, and trying to find a pattern. And then I came up with this character who needed to find a pattern and a place. So yeah, the detail was hugely important then. It was all like wandering around Dublin, doing the walks myself with a notebook or a camera and just yeah. taking photos. So I hadn't a smartphone at this stage, which would have been handy yeah. for taking photos. <laughs> um, but yeah, a notebook, just scribbling down details of buildings or like a small gate that looks like it could be a portal, all these kind of, trying to look for a sense of magic around Dublin. So did you have, you must have had a long lead in then to actually the actual writing? Yeah, I mean about a year of wandering and it took me a few months to even realise that I could write a book about it. I just, yeah. You were just wandering? I was wandering, yeah. I'm pro-wandering myself. (laughs) I do understand. Yeah, a little bit of aimlessness. And then I went back, when I decided on the novel and the structure of the novel, I went back and did the walks again with more kind of looking for specific details then. So you did it once for inspiration and then once with a purpose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. okay, that's really interesting. So I, I read that your second novel, 
the one you're working on at the moment is not set in Dublin. No. So can you tell me about that and that decision? Yeah, this one is set in Hamburg. Um, that was kind of random. I just finished the first book and went to visit a friend in Hamburg. And I had my characters for the second book, but I didn't have a place. And I just fell in love with the part of the city, the port, the old port yeah. part of the city in Hamburg that just kind of... I just felt like I could set it there. So mm-hmm. I've, I've visited twice now with notebooks again and camera. <laughs> so I'm working from yeah. all that detail. Um, I think because I'd written so much about Dublin, I just didn't want to go into Dublin again. Because, like I said, like place to me is hugely important. So I need somewhere yeah. completely new and more detail. A new, a new characterisation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, no, I totally, I totally get that. Um, so I, I also, you know, wonder about the genre blending of this book. So um, I've heard it described as a black comedy. Would you think it's that it, that's what it is? I don't know. Like I, yeah, I, I was delighted when people found it funny. Yeah. I like there's, I suppose there is humor in darkness. Mm-hmm. Like there's kind of there is dark enough subjects. Like the character is quite lonely and doesn't fit in. Um, she's quite awkward socially so that I think lends itself to comedy like yeah. she's trying to have these normal exchanges with people and it doesn't quite work out um, I had struggled with the genre thing mm-hmm. I, I, I entered this novel fair competition yeah. in the Irish Writer Centre and I, the morning of that the, the deadline <laughs> I was filling out the form and the, the word genre was mm-hmm. there and I was like oh God, I don't know what genre it is. Yeah. And then I went Googling for <laughs> what genre it could be. Yeah. And then I found a definition that said something literary fiction is driven by character, mm-hmm. not by plot. And then I had to slot it into that myself. Okay. But I hadn't thought about where it would fit. Yeah, or, yeah no, I mean, I, I kind of, when I was reading the description, I, you know, I thought it's, it looks like it's one of these books, these walking books, these, you know, but then there's like an overlay of fantasy on it. It's... Yeah, it's not quite fantasy because mm. it's only in her head that right. she thinks she's a changeling. So th- it's not... I think some people have hoped for actual <laughs> fairies and elves and things, but no, it, so it's... I think it does straddle yeah. the, the fantasy world, but it's more that it's in her head, in her head and so. she's dealing with kind of contemporary Dublin and even when it's in her head that there's these magical places, yeah. she always comes a cropper. Like there's, because there's never a, a portal <laughs> related to her already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so that, that's, that's um, really interesting. And so in the end, you went with this literary fiction genre for the purposes of those kind of competitions. Exactly. And did you find working with a publisher that they were like, we need a genre? Um, no, actually. They didn't stress that at all. Okay. When the novel fair competition you had it was like speed dating with all these okay. agents and publishers yeah. and that, that was the prize mm-hmm. um, 12 of us got picked and you yeah. got to kind of meet these agents and publishers and a lot of people there did want you to say what genre it is mm-hmm. and, or where does it sit on the bookshelf who yeah. is it like what okay. are the writers so I really struggled with that mm-hmm. um I gave the book to read to some people and some people said the curious incident of the dog oh, and the, yeah. the Mark Haddon book so I kind of could use that but it, it, it's not perfectly like that yeah. I think he's writing about a child with Asperger's yeah. and so my character doesn't have any kind of condition she mm-hmm. just is a bit different yeah um, so yeah, I I struggled with the genre. Okay, and the I'm, I'm actually quite happy to know yeah, I mean, yeah. because very much the advice um, aspiring writers are given is if you can't put it in a genre, it can't be marketed. It can't yeah. be marketed. 
you're done. Exactly. Well, I got lucky. I met an agent and a publisher at the fair mm-hmm. who both, none, neither of them put pressure on me at all. Yeah. They were happy to just like sell it as it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I was told this is never going to be a massive bestseller because it's so kind of odd and yeah. niche and doesn't fit into perfect boundaries but they were willing to take a risk which yeah. was pretty cool I thought that's yeah. great no I mean it's great because obviously you want to be different and do something new so yeah. do something new was the point yeah but then you have that yeah um, there's a struggle with the yeah. marketing yeah I think it would have been like even from talking at lots of festivals this year kind of promoting the book there have been a lot of questions about what condition does Vivian have yeah. and you know does she have autism is it OCD is it and some parts of me think, gosh, maybe it would have been better if I started with <laughs> a condition yeah. and wrote to yeah. that thing or, or was able to slot it into the perfect, I don't know, the perfect yeah. niche. Or, um, but it, it just it didn't start like that. It just started yeah. as this character. Huh? And then sometimes, you know, if the character doesn't know, should the writer always know? <laughs> exactly, you know? yeah. And I think, yeah, some people thought that maybe I knew something they didn't mm-hmm. know, that I had her, yeah. I had some, you know, condition research, but we just wasn't telling anyone. But it wasn't <laughs> like that. <laughs> I wasn't one step ahead. <laughs> so is that, I mean, do you, is that how you write? Are you, uh, uh, like, kind of serendipitously going through these ideas, or are you a planner? I'm not a planner, and... I'm kind of regretting that I'm not. Um, <laughs> I tried more with the second novel to yeah. plan because there was no plan for the first novel, mm-hmm. and I felt I just felt talking to people at festivals that I I wasn't quite satisfied with my answers because yeah. I didn't have this perfectly structured path to mm-hmm. publication. And um, with the second novel, I was I did try and plan more. I, I'm not a good plotter so it still was very much based on two characters but even though I tried to plan it's gone haywire already (laughs) I think think it's in your DNA you are I think so like I think the planners they look like these in every I think in every walk of life not just writing they look like these incredibly together overachievers to the rest of us you know yeah you you can't put yourself a square peg round hole it doesn't work (laughs) try yeah Yeah. and then the resolution that next time it will be different you know but then you have to write what interests you don't you like I I was trying to kind of the way I started with the second book was the backstory or the important story was all to do with the male character but then the female character just when I started writing her it that took off and that's where I'm going now and I keep trying to go back to the male character but (laughs) I don't know where where it's going to end up so but it keeps me interested like if I knew exactly where it was going I think I'll be a bit more bored writing. Yes, I, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I the same. So are you, do, you, are you, do you enjoy the writing? Are you entertained by the writing? I'm definitely Sometimes. entertained. <laughs> I'm hugely stressed <laughs> some of the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right now I'm more stressed by it than anything. It just it feels like I have a lot of loose threads to wrap up. I'm still on that very rough first draft. Okay. Um, I have an agent who is brilliant at putting pressure on me to keep to produce something. <laughs> so, it, like, there's moments you know yourself yeah. when you're just flowing and it's brilliant and the words keep coming and then the next day you look at them and think, oh god, that's that's not oh, good. Yeah. Why did I start? Yeah. So I try and leave. I try not to read what came before. I try and just keep. 
pushing ahead because if I do stop to read I want to just delete everything yeah but I think it's best to wait a while <laughs> yeah to get a bit of distance from it before you yeah well that's good yeah. well, I, I, I relate to some of that um, when in reading the specs and, and the reportage on your book, like a lot of people mentioned Joyce, um, and I wondered, what you know, was Joyce really an influence, or is is there a confluence of things that just happened to align that Joyce, a similar character, is walking through Dublin, or, or how did you how do you feel about how Joyce? Yeah. <laughs> I love Joyce, but. I hadn't read Ulysses when I wrote the book, so that's okay. the main, obviously, walking yeah. around Dublin novel. Um, I had read The Dubliners and Portrait of the Artist as a young man, and I loved them, but I hadn't read them in years. Like, I did them in, I studied English in college, and I did them years ago, yeah. and haven't gone back to them. Um, I think it's just a natural comparison if you're going yeah. to do a walking around Dublin book, you're going to bring up yeah. um, Ulysses, but... Like it, it was hugely flattering, but also very daunting. Yeah. And I read Ulysses, I think it was the January after um, Eggshells came out, which was about six months or so. And I was just, it was an amazing book. Yeah. I remember reading it going, wow, I would never have written Eggshells if I'd read this first. It should just be too intimidating. Yeah, because I hadn't realised that... that Leopold Bloom walks a lot of the streets near near where I live, yeah, okay. which is where I placed <laughs> my character just for laziness sake. Yeah. So I would have been way too daunted. Yeah. Like I think I would have probably put her in a completely different area of the city mm-hmm. if I had known. Um. So yeah, it was good. I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't read it before. So so um. Then what 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 actually what do you think are the are you know the influence of both literary and not that that led to you with this writing this um, book? I don't know of literary influences because like you know the way you you, you love certain writers yeah. but it doesn't mean you want to write like them or that Absolutely. you can yeah, yeah, you're trying or to. you might be yeah. afraid that you might yeah, yeah exactly you might be trying not to mm. um for me it was being unemployed being laid off from a job um in two thousand and eleven and it was just job hunting yeah. during the recession and, and so walking around so destroyed yeah. exactly walking around Dublin you know like you'd be checking online for jobs applying for anything but I was walking around looking for those staff wanted signs yeah. and shops and restaurants and everything and there there just wasn't any um, so that's when I just started looking and noticing the road the street signs mm-hmm. and taking note of them and then I think the character came from that sense of not belonging that kind of yeah. aimlessness and like Vivian has there's no structure to her day. Yeah. And there is that feeling when you're unemployed. It's just like, how do you fill your time? Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, if you're in the 9 to 5, mm-hmm. your lunches are marked out, yeah. you get up at a certain time. And that's suddenly taken from you. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I overemphasized it with her. Like, I gave her no friends yeah. and family she didn't get on with. So there's a real sense <laughs> of loneliness. So I wasn't that lonely. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the not belonging thing. Yeah. Not belonging to a group, mm-hmm. kind of. And then they're sort of at odds with the everyday. Yeah, walk, exactly. Uh, and if if you end up walking around during rush hour, you're kind of wondering why everyone's moving so fast yeah. and just feeling yeah completely at odds with the rest of the world. That's really. I, I mean, that's uh, really interesting. That like you know, it's it's your life that brings this. And did you always want to write a novel? Like, did you wanted to be a writer? I always wanted to write. I never thought I could write an actual novel. I just that seemed too daunting, like a whole book. <laughs> um, but I mean, in the back of my mind, it would have been on a bucket list, a kind yeah. of things to do before you die, like run a yeah. marathon, write a book. But uh, 
Yeah, I, I was shocked when I started writing, when I realised it was a novel I was writing. It yeah. kind of surprised me more than anyone. Um, I think other people around me knew I, I should write or yeah. I, <laughs> I wanted to be a writer. I, <laughs> maybe I'd been in denial for years. <laughs> um, I did a creative writing course when I was unemployed. Yeah. Or just before I got laid off, when things started going wrong in the workplace, like I need an outlet here. And that got, that was my first short story. So I started, we had to produce a couple of short stories and personal essays in the class. So that was brilliant for just getting feedback from other people and, you know, learning how to take criticism and just for actually structuring. Like I'd never written before formally. So this Mm -hmm. was brilliant to just practice. Yeah. So it was all leading there. Yeah. Yeah. like Like it's a weird thing looking back on it because it seems like, there's a mad plan yeah. and it was all you know because you're kind of writing this history after yeah. it's happened but at the time it was just yeah confluence of events yeah, yeah exactly okay what for you is the hardest thing? Uh, I think confidence probably is like every time you sit down to write and yeah. you start and you think oh this is such a cliche why am I doing this this has been said a million times um, it's fighting that okay. fighting the voice in your head and self doubt like, self doubt yeah. yeah like I I got some lovely reviews from when eggshells came out so you would think that that would make you more confident the next time but no funnily yeah. it, it kind of you see how opened up you are to criticism um, from you know anyone who reads the book it, it's you know, people will tell you, oh, this would go, but this was awful. Why did you do that? And, <laughs> and why couldn't you write more of a plot? Where is it going? And so all of that is in your head. Yeah. So it's trying to forget other people, I think, and just come back to writing for me, writing what I want to write. And is that um, a, the main difference you're finding between the first and second yeah, one? Yeah, definitely. Like the first one was kind of more sheer excitement in writing a book. Cause got, and, and it was just thinking of me. I had no... I had no idea I would be talking at festivals a year later yeah. or that whole public part of it. Mm-hmm. So now it's trying to keep that away from the writing, trying to, or trying not to be cynical about what works and mm-hmm. what's successful and what's marketable. Yeah. Um, I, I feel I know a little bit more about that now, but it doesn't necessarily mean I want to write that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that part is harder only the second time yeah. around, I think. Oh, that's awesome. I can imagine that, like, keeping those voices out. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Oh, not yeah, be like, I'll show you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know the book about yeah. this time. There'll be ten murders, three weddings. <laughs> and nuclear bombing. <laughs> and don't forget the aliens. <laughs> yeah. Then we'll wake up and it was all a dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Was was your entry to the novel fair? Was that like your the first thing competition you entered? Or okay. yeah, so that was that was for me the defining moment. Yeah. I think most people say that the you know the moment the phone call they get from the publisher mm-hmm. or an agent is the big thing. For me, it was the phone call from the Irish Writers Centre mm-hmm. because I had done the creative writing course. I got good feedback, but still, that you've no idea if you're kind of going the right route or if you're doing anything right. Yeah. So. Yeah, getting that phone call to say I was one of the 12 picked was just incredible. It was just amazing. And so to me, that was the kind of the moment that I thought, wow, maybe maybe I can do this. But, <laughs> and even then, I, I had no idea if, you know, a publisher would pick it up or anything would come yeah. of it. But it was just that lovely feeling of, I suppose, validation from yeah. someone else. And 
but that shouldn't matter, but it does, you know. Yeah, we, we know it, we all know it. Yes, does. exactly. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a great time outside just getting a lot of rejection. No. No. And had you had you submitted to publishers before that? Or no, was this, your, this, this was the, the first, first time I went thing. outside. Yeah, exactly. So I had you write ten thousand words in a synopsis for October. It's October deadline. Yeah. And then you have to have the full novel ready to go for the fair in February, mm-hmm. the middle of February. So that's what I was aiming for, and yeah. the fair itself was just brilliant. Like it was such a buzz. Um, I got an agent out of it almost immediately, Jerry mm-hmm. Nickel from the Book Bureau. So she just kind of clicked with the yeah. the voice of the book, and then Liberty's Press came on board, uh, about four months later. So, so in the meantime, Jerry had sent out the um the book to a load of yeah. different publishers who hadn't appeared at the fair. So there was. I got loads of rejections. Like I got very used to the rejections. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the joy of an agent was it kind of yeah. sped up the rejection process actually. It's because, true, yeah. yeah. So everyone bar liberties at the novel fair rejected it and then she sent it out to whoever else yeah. in the UK hadn't come to the fair and there was lots more rejections. <laughs> but they were kind of useful. Like I, yeah. I collated all the rejections into an email, like just positive and negative. Yeah. And you could learn a lot from... So you got feedback with yeah, those rejections? which was fantastic yeah. to get. It was really useful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes it was just like, no, it's not for us. Yeah. But then most of them were really good in saying exactly why. And mostly it was, we can't market this. You know, they yeah. might like it, but it's not going to make us money. And, yeah. Which is fair enough. It's a competitive industry. And, yeah. Um, but that's I think those are the things then you're, I'm trying to keep out of my head <laughs> for writing the second one because yeah. <laughs> unfortunately I think I'm just drawn to books that are quite strange and quite niche and yeah. may not sell a million copies or... but you're right you're right Exactly, you can't really you know, change that. I think we can, as readers, we can really spot people trying to shoehorn something into yeah. a commercial, or what they think is a commercial. Exactly. Um, or if you're trying to write what's hot right now, you know, <laughs> two years down the road, it's not going to be trying to It's hard enough to write what you want to write. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, do you have any advice you'd give, like, people maybe two or three years behind you? Yeah, um, I... I would I would love advice. <laughs> if you could all tell loads me. Of advice. Yeah. None of it's about writing. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I think the main thing would be for me is just putting yourself in the chair and writing. Yeah. I'm trying to ignore all the external stuff um, and the internal stuff. Ignoring the voice in your head that says, "What's the point?" Um, if you write at home, I think it's so hard to avoid housework and things that need doing. So just leave the laundry, leave the <laughs> cooking, leave the shopping, just just sit down and write. Um, I think trying to make some kind of a routine or not even a daily routine, like that's kind of, I think it's virtually impossible. Like you have to be very driven, well, yeah, single-minded to the three of do us, that. Kate has this, you know, writing routine and... We're obviously, we all aspire to be her, but we're all yeah. slightly disgusted by it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it does obviously work for some people, but I can't. Like, life does get in the way. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, I wrote the first book around a strange kind of a shift of the work that I was doing. It was 12 to 9 was my work, and right. I just wrote before work and after work. Mm-hmm. Now I'm doing 6 in the morning to half 9, which is great if I can just stay awake for a couple of hours to write. <laughs> So, yeah, just trying to yeah. squeeze it in around life is 
but then stop it. Yeah. It is. It's. Um, I think that's where your internal motivation mm-hmm. comes from. Um, and just knowing that sometimes it's not going to work. Like I'm just coming back to this second level now after a few months of just not being able to go near it yeah. and just feeling fed up of it. But knowing that when you do come back to it, it like what you read then, you're kind of going, oh, okay. When you read it with fresh eyes, it, it seems... Sometimes you're like, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, exactly. And, and you can kind of, hopefully your subconscious has been working away on it in the meantime. That's what I tell myself. It yeah. wasn't a total holiday. <laughs> Mulling over. Mulling, that's the yeah. one. <laughs> Well, listen, it's been brilliant to talk to you. And so you can you can get Katrina's book, Eggshells, from Liberty Press. And I'm sure it's available in bookshops in and on bookshops. Amazon and the usual places. Yes, Thanks very Great. much Thanks for having So we'll be back in two weeks' time um, with another podcast episode. Uh, in the meantime, you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Irish Writers Pod. You can check out our website, irishwriterspodcast.com. And you can drop us a line on irishwriterspodcast at gmail.com. I'll see you next time.